Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Thursday edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Oh, sorry you woke me. Uh, so did you get lots of news for us to talk about tonight? There is not a lot of news, unfortunately, today. Ooh, do you know what that means? What? I might have time to read menu items. I don't think so. <laughs> I might. No. Ooh, we could talk about the vegan things that I didn't get to talk about yesterday, because you totally shut me down yesterday. I, I don't think anyone complained about it. They did. It's... Did anyone contact you to read to have you? Read yeah, the there menu were all items? sorts of. I got all sorts of emails today from our fans and listeners. Perhaps from your boyfriend who lives angry, up in Canada. Super angry at you because they wanted to hear more about all the vegan offerings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, how do you know what kind of vegan offerings there are? Obviously, I wasn't going to read all four hundred of them, but I thought maybe a sampling, maybe two hundred, of a few would be good. Well, we'll see how much. We'll see how desperate we get at the end. We'll is see that how what you're saying? Everyone, I will do my best to extend this to 20 minutes. Come on now. Okay. Um, Where should we start? You pick the first story. Uh, Mickey Shorts are coming to Hollywood Studios. Well, thank God, because he can't go pantless like Donald. (laughs) What? Oh, Shorts. Yeah, I get it. Get it? Mickey Shorts? Yeah, yeah. I get it. So tell tell me about that. I have no idea. Oh, I thought you knew what you were talking about. No, I just have this line item. I mean, I sort of know. I guess they're not totally sure right where it's going. Oh, no. There's there's big rumor that it's going to what used to be the Sounds Alive Theater with Drew Carey. Sounds dangerous. Sounds dangerous. Sounds Alive. Sounds dangerous. Same difference. Sounds um, Alive, I think, was like an old uh, stereo, um, stereo store. Stereo company here, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was you're an old right. stereo store. And I'm an old man. <laughs> um Yeah, Disney has since confirmed that this is taking over where the Path of the Jedi seasonal theater is, which was at one time Sounds Dangerous. It's also where we saw the first 20 minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy Mm -hmm, before before they started doing the previews in the Walt Disney story uh, at the end of the exhibition there. They have that little theater where they put all of the previews now. Okay. So we saw Guardians of the Galaxy there. Um, But it's going to be in that theater, and it's going to be the Mickey shorts. Now... I have a problem with this because you've got a 4D theater in Epcot mm-hmm. where you used to show Honey, I Shrunk the Audience right. and you put Captain EO back there for a little bit. And when those shows were both retired, you started showing Pixar shorts there. Yes. Which doesn't take full use of the theater. Plus, I mean, they're not, it's not a new short like, right. developed just for that theater. These are, these are shorts that you could see at the beginning of various nor, uh, nor are they Nor are they shorts that rotate because it always seems like it's the same four, right. you know, four movies. You go in there for 20 minutes, you see your three shorts and you're out. Yeah. Um, and now they're doing the same thing to Hollywood Studios where they're bringing in the Mickey shorts and they're the new... I want to say new. It's been around now four or five years, but it's that new animation style of Mickey, which I don't yeah, like, I don't like that either. style of the Fab Four. Uh, I don't find it to be very, you know, I like the clean animation from the 60s and 70s. Uh, I don't like this. It's supposed to be a throwback to the early days of animation. And I can see that it is that sort of style, but the attitude that the characters have is different. So they're right. not the same types of characters. And um, yeah, I don't particularly enjoy them. Now... I was talking about this with uh, Adam uh-huh. earlier, and Adam said that he thought it would be fun if there were if the theater or the entryway or the waiting area was lined with Mickey shorts. That'd be cute. And I thought it would be fun if the building 
you know, if they modified the outside of the building so it looked like a big pair of Mickey shorts with the buttons on them. It's all very adorable, but I mean, the whole point of this is, you know, it's, what can we do with this space that isn't actually going to require us to do anything? What can we do with this space to handle the people that are waiting to get into Galaxy's Edge who really aren't waiting to get into Galaxy's Edge because it's not that full? Or are they looking at it, looking long-term and saying Rise of the Resistance is going to open and then the Star Wars crowds are going to come once that opens? I, I don't know. I mean, I think I don't like the Mickey shorts. If it were something different... I wouldn't mind it so much, but I mean, I like the idea of having something in the theater rather than having the theater empty, Right. Uh, especially, you know, summertime when it's hot, like to have a place to go sit for 20 minutes is, is nice, yeah. you know, uh, even, even when the weather is, you know, cooler or nicer, just sometimes you need a rest. You just want to sit and to right. have a space for that is nice. I wish they weren't showing Mickey shorts there. I wish they were doing something that was 4D and really used the space, but Versus having it be empty, I guess I like this better than Or, you know, nothing. why can't it be just Disney shorts in general? Have a mix. You know, if you can put, you know, 400 drop combinations on the Tower of Terror, how many Mickey shorts have you created over the years? Yeah. You know, put in a random mix of shorts so that every time you go, it's a different show. Maybe they will. Well, right now they're saying it's just going to be the Mickey shorts. You just... The current Mickey shorts. Oh. Um. But I, I think, you know, you've, here you've got a building, it's been unused, you've got your Imagineering team, which has put out some amazing rides over the years, and their idea of utilizing the building is, let's play some movies. I don't like what they're, the thing that they're choosing to put in there, but I like that they're putting something in there, rather than have, leaving it empty. Okay. So, yeah. Well, the fans have spoken, and that is you and I. Yeah. Um... And we uh, we've mentioned before that the uh, PhotoPass photographers in certain character meet and greet locations have been replaced yeah. by automated cameras, slowly being eliminated by these boxes with cameras in them. Right, and uh, I know I signed it. I don't know if you did, uh, but there is a petition going around, um, and over eighty thousand people have signed it. I believe in the past week. Uh, so right now, the automated cameras have been s- installed uh, in several prominent locations, including Princess Fairy Tale Hall in the Magic Kingdom, Royal Summer House in Epcot, and the Star Wars Launch Bay in Disney Hollywood Studios. Um, you know, I, you can't put them on Main Street, so I think the outdoor photographers uh, are pretty safe. Mm-hmm. But it's these inside ones. You know, it's only a matter of time before they bring them to, uh, you know, it used to be Mickey's Toontown there, the, the, the circus area. Right, yeah. Um, and it's only a matter of time before, you know, if they have their way, all of the human photographers will be replaced. I'm really interested to see what happens with the Royal Summer House, as we mentioned last week. Uh, the angles from these boxes are, are kind of wonky. Yeah, they can be odd. And, I mean, even no matter what angle they go with, you're never going to have the right angle for every group. So if you've got just a couple of kids coming up, it should be a different angle than if you have a family, you know, with some taller people in it. It, It's, and the thing doesn't adjust, so they're never going to be great. And like I say, it might be great for the posed picture. You know? Yeah, I mean, it might be okay for the post picture. It's not. It's never going to be as good as having an actual person there. I mean, people complain about the photo pass photographers. They're not the best trained. They're not, you know, real highly trained photographers. No. They're given, you know, a, a couple of days worth of here's how you do this but and still, sent out there. But still, if somebody's capturing 20 pictures when you go to meet Baymax, you know, at least three of them or four of them are going to be 
pretty good. Yes. Well, you didn't let me finish. So my point is you're still a live person. You're still someone who can, you know, judge a situation. You can, you can frame a photo versus, um, you know, a machine that's just pointed in one direction and taking whatever photo. Uh, but I don't know. Petitions have never worked before. I think the thing is, you know, I hope it works. I hope this petition does something and causes Disney to, um, change their mind. I don't think it will. But the real way to vote is with your dollar. And um, the memory maker is a money maker for Disney. So people can vote with their dollars. If you don't like this idea and you want real people taking your photos, don't buy the memory maker. When they see these, the um, purchases of memory makers dropping because nobody wants these pictures out of a box, then they'll change it back. The money that they're saving by not having those photographers there won't be, uh, won't measure up to what they're losing by not having people buy that memory maker. Okay. Cheryl has spoken. I have. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, there is going to be, uh, some new monorails coming to Tokyo Disneyland. We don't talk about, uh, Tokyo very often because, um, we usually have other, uh, news to fill our time, but this was just so cute that we couldn't help ourselves. Plus, we have lots of time. Actually, we're, we're almost halfway. Because we're chatty. Two, three stories. Um, but Tokyo Disney Resort in 2020, uh, is we mentioned last week that they're going to do a Fantasyland ex- expansion. Um, and they're going to get what, what they refer to as a new Type C uh, monorail. Um, and their monorail, it looks, it's amazing. Uh, By 2024, the Oriental Land Company has said they are going to replace all of their monorails, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, But the monorails, it it kind of looks like a Lego set almost, you know, they're a little sleeker. It fits further down, I feel like, over the um, the concrete rail there. Right. Um, And it's got Mickey Mouse windows. I mean, all of, I feel like... I don't know if it's just Tokyo, but their monorails previously have, they're just better themed. They're very cute. Their buses, everything's very cute. You know, the, the, the seating inside is themed. Um, and the, it's even more so now on these new ones. Yeah. Very cute with a, um, with the black, red and yellow, uh, sort of Mickey, Mickey color scheme. Color scheme. Yeah. Like in the, the, there's dots, there's yellow dots on, um, red fabric and they sort of look like the buttons. It's uh, it's and, really cute. And the, additionally, their monorails have um, uh, observation seats on the top of the vehicle, so there's like a bubble oh, that you how can cool look out. Is that? They have Mickey shaped hand, uh, Mickey shaped straps for standing passengers. Uh, yeah, I've at, seen those. Those actually exist pre um, previous ones, not just okay. on this new one. And the, their their uh, straps are at three different levels, so the guests of all heights can stand. Makes sense. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is coming as part of Tokyo Disney's 40th resort celebration. And it would be great if uh, if they could come to Florida as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, Florida clearly needs um, new monorails. So, hey, when you're bringing over the new monorails, could you get us something really good? Right. Because uh, we're sick of what we've got. So, uh, next story. Uh, we love these uh, live streams that we've been seeing. Uh, they're going to be live streaming Epcot Forever. Yes, on October 1st, which is the first night of the new show, Illuminations, which has been around for uh, 20 years, it debuted as part of the Millennium Celebration. 
Uh, and uh, their last show is September 30th. So October 1st, uh, Disney Parks Live will, uh, as Cheryl mentioned, uh, live stream Epcot Forever. And this is a temporary show, which is going to be around only until May of 2020. So, uh, you know, you go from a show that had a 20-year run uh, to a show that's essentially got a eight-month run. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the date they have on there now. If people like it and if the new permanent show is taking longer to put together than they expect, I wouldn't be surprised to see that date be pushed out further. Mm -hmm. And this Epcot Forever show is going to uh, contain a lot of the classic music from Epcot, from various rides, attractions. I think there's some music from Tapestry of Nations. Oh, my favorite. I know. Uh, and, you know, once again, it's going to be fireworks and music and lasers. And uh, this year they're adding choreographed special effect kites. Um, Exciting. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm most excited about the kites. Right. Uh, no. So that is coming October 1st. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, Maleficent, Maleficent at Disneyland. Yes. Maleficent Mayhem is coming to Disneyland. Uh, Mal- uh, Maleficent movie is coming out in uh, October? Yeah, October 18th. October 18th. And she's going to be all around uh, California. Um, Ooh, we can oh, hear it. Oh, oh, <laughs> Tony can't click on his news stories anymore. Uh, so we mentioned last week that there's going to be a sneak peek available uh, in um, California Adventure. Uh, and that will be an exclusive uh, look at the movies. But ad- in addition to that, they're going to create a photo wall that has Maleficent wings uh, set up on it. Photo oh, walls fun. have kind of become all the rage. Yeah. So that is going to be uh, in the Disney. There are going to be multiple walls between downtown Disney and the uh, California Adventure Park. Of course, there's going to be... Merchandise. Merchandise. No idea what that is, but uh, the merchandise will drop on September 30th. And, oh, and one of our favorites. What else is there going to be? A villain's dance party. Dance party. That will be in the Tomorrowland Terrace at Disneyland. Uh, How is it a dance party for... That's... Oh, villain's villain's dance 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 party. party. I don't see how that's... So, uh, appearing there, you may see the Queen of Hearts, Captain Hook, or Maleficent herself. And then, of course, there are character encounters... Uh, Maleficent will be walking around Sleeping Beauty Castle, uh, which once again, I think is one of the great things about Disneyland is that their characters, you know, are more of a fluid walking around type of experience as opposed to stand here. I didn't like that. You didn't? No, I know a lot of people do. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the character interaction. It makes me uncomfortable. So I don't want them, you know, at any point just sort of accosting me or being near me or me feeling like I need to like wave to this character or talk to them. Like I prefer them in a corner with a line next to them where if I don't want to be there, I don't need to. Well, to paraphrase uh, Dirty Dancing, no one puts Maleficent in the corner. No. I mean, maybe Maleficent I would talk to. Right. Now, as part of this, there are some specialty eats, and I will tell you very quickly <gasps> what they have. I'm going to steal your thunder. <gasps> you stink. There will be a Maleficent churro, which is a churro covered in chocolate cookie crumbles blended with covered sugar with a marshmallow dipping sauce, and a Maleficent apple, which is coated in chocolate and decorated with candies, colored sugar, and colored chocolate. So there, you get your food, your fix of food talk today. Probably neither is vegan. No, I, I don't believe so. <laughs> um... 
I don't even know what this story is. Uh, ABC's The Goldbergs had some news. Yes. The Goldbergs, uh, well, you know what? It was actually tonight. Oh, well, It's we Wednesday it. night. So if you watch The Goldbergs, or perhaps you DVR'd it, or taped it, if you still have a VHS, or maybe Betamax uh, tape laying around, <laughs> uh, The Goldbergs went to Disneyland. Uh, and in the episode, they paid tribute to the 1983 film National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, so check that out. I'm, I'm sure they didn't get to go to Galaxy's Edge since the Goldbergs takes place in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So I guess they would have only been at the things that would have been there in the 80s. I wonder if they actually did it that way. We'll like if to, they took the time to we'll figure that out. We'll have to watch because we DVR'd it. Did we? we of course we did. Of course we DVR'd the Goldbergs. Yeah, I think we have like Disney set as like one of the key words in our DVR and we end up with all these bizarre recordings of things. Why do we have this? That and Prince. Sometimes there's like the most ridiculous or recording glob. of something. Or glob. Yeah. Why do we have this? All right. And then last but not least, um, Mickey's of Hollywood in Hollywood Studios has reopened. That's been under construction for quite a while, and uh, it's it's opened. Uh, I believe today, which by the time you guys are, that today's Wednesday. Yesterday. By the time you're listening to it, it was yesterday. Unless some people listen to it at 11 o'clock when I post it, like Jason, you know, so maybe. Maybe. So, as so, of today, September 25th, it is open. <laughs> so, it's taking up the first block of store facades to the left when you enter the park. Um I don't know. It's just a merchandise store. I guess it looks nice. Yeah, and it's been closed since May. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of been refurbished. And it's nice and re-themed. new and shiny. It's very Hollywoodish. The lighting and um, the lettering. The floor has like a chevron pattern on it. Grays and whites. Right. The old store, I think, went back to the uh, old film strips and, and classic animated uh, look, classic animation look. But this new one's kind of like an art deco and Hollywood glam mixed together. Um, so yeah, the, the, the sign is, uh, you know, modeled after the new Hollywood studios logo and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It, it looks nice. It looks like an old time department store. I like the, um, the like t-shirt wall. I haven't seen that done quite like that in any of the other stores. So they've got world of Disney does that, does that now they're it's higher up though. That's true. So it's got like the um, the fronts or the backs, the the part of the t-shirt that has uh, the most um, pictures and lettering on it sort of stretched into a, a square block so you can see them and they're all on display. And then underneath they have all the different t-shirts and all the different sizes. Um, but I like the way they have it done here because it's more at eye level versus like at World of Disney, the, um, the squares of t-shirt are you know, higher up. So they're, it's a little harder to sort of see what they are. Right. It and looks what, very neat. And yeah. One, clean. one nice thing about their design and it looks like they're also doing that with backpacks and stuff and hats. Uh, it looks like a lot more floor, a lot less floor space is being utilized. Uh, you know, I think like one of the problems walking, trying to get down main street, you know, on, in, in the magic kingdom, I'd like to go into the store and not walk on main street because the stores are usually less crowded. Well, the, there's so much merchandise on the floors that, it creates a log jam, and then if you somebody's got a stroller, you can't walk by, and there's a lot of floor space here, a lot of empty floor space. Yes, I mean, I like, I agree with you on the floor space. It's just nice to be able to move, not because you should be cutting through the store. I'm sure that they didn't redesign these stores so that you could cut through more easily. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they've listened to me. And they're not listening to you. You know who else isn't listening to you? Who's that? Me. Oh. 
Are we done here? What do you think? We are. We're at 19 minutes and 50 seconds. I didn't even get to read any vegan food. Why don't you tell us about one vegan food item? Well, I don't have anything up. Oh, well, isn't that a shame? <laughs> so I, I guess the, until tomorrow, maybe we'll let Cheryl uh, list a vegan menu item. Uh-huh. Um, or I'll let her read me a couple before bed this evening. <laughs> so until tomorrow, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. So special bonus, I'm going to read you some menu items from the, from the vegan offerings. Chili spiced crispy fried tofu bowl from Satul Canteen at Disney's Animal Kingdom. It features crispy tofu seasoned with chili spice and topped with a crunchy vegetable slaw, boba balls, and your choice of base and sauce. They even have desserts. Over at the California Grill at Disney's Contemporary Resort, they offer a plant-based cashew cheesecake that is just one of the scrumptious plant-based desserts that are going to be available at Walt Disney World Resort.